0: She's always worried about things. Like Gimme Zone, we're back with you, Josh Elmer, alongside my man, Mr. Jackson Robottom. Uh, just again, want to say thank you, heartfelt thank you to the uh, Norman Tigers for stopping by to celebrate a championship and giving us a front row seat to uh, the celebration right here on the Gimme Zone. And congratulations, gentlemen on uh, making history. Benson Deem, Maddox Valentine, Sebastian Salazar. I know Cade Wilson didn't really stop by today, but uh, he was a part of the top seven. And then the seniors, Ben Campbell, Dinan, Norman, Quinn Robertson, and, of course, Coach uh, Greg Gross, who is, he already was, but uh, he has just added to his uh, legendary status with this state championship uh, with the Norman Tigers. The PGA Championship, we are embarking upon in the midst of moving day today and Jackson you've probably maybe been able to pay a little bit closer attention though you're pretty dialed into what was going on with the Norman Tigers this last hour too but anything that's caught you from uh, the the action you've watched so far this morning
1: it's not getting any easier that's for sure we're looking at the conditions right now only a couple of groups that have yet to go off right now Cameron Smith uh, is going about his business he's four under for the tournament right now it's it's not playing easy man even with the rain I mean doesn't look like the wind is howling that hard today, but that course is going to play even longer now with with the rain falling down. There's going to be very 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 few low scores. I think Thomas Peters right now has the low has the low round going at four under par. That's probably about as good as it's going to get today. You've got to go out and do something really really special to 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 go low.
0: So with that in mind, Scheffler, Connors, Hovland, could they win this championship today? If they do that,
1: no, I I don't think so. Just because tomorrow is going to be rainy, I think no one is going to outright win the tournament today. Regardless, right. um, but theoretically, it, if they go shoot a five under today, it would be tough to catch with with how the condition. I mean, we are through three, two and a half rounds of golf right now, and no one's no one's been able to break that five under mark so far. And and, and today doesn't look like it's set up for anybody to really to do that no absolutely not Scheffler has the best potential to put it out of reach today if he goes out and puts together a good round Connors and Hovland are going to be very very good picks for today though just because these are conditions they're used to Norway is very cold and kind of damp a lot of the times and Corey Connors is from Canada so he's used to the colder conditions that they're playing in right now this is nothing new for him no, it's it's still a wide open tournament, and who, we don't know what Sue and DeChambo and Kepka are going to be doing today either. I mean, let's be real; they could go out, and I mean, if anyone's got a shot at going low, it's going to be Brooks Kepka on a day like today.
0: Brian Vineyard, welcome him back in. Brian, uh, thoughts on how this thing is going to wind up playing out?
2: Well, here's what I think. I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of, of scenarios that I could see happening. I really think Victor Hovland is going to have a nice round today and end up being that final pairing with, with Scotty Scheffler tomorrow is, is what I kind of perceive coming. But the other guys that I really think are going to hang around, have some staying power is I do as much as I'm not a big Rory fan, as you know, I've teased you of a lot about it, but, but I do think he's going to be there and Brooks Kepka. I think he's going to be there. I mean, you know the guy's got a ton of game, and he's when he plays these major championships, he just has the ability to take it up a notch. Doesn't it seem as that? So I'd say Scotty's got to be the favorite. Brooks is my dark horse.
0: Okay, so what do you take from that? How do you digest that, Jackson? That would be—I'll tell you this. Here's my reaction. How do you how do you digest that? And let me tell you what I think. <laughs> let me hear it. Scheffler, Kepka. McElroy and Hovland, if we got that on Sunday tomorrow, trying to track down a major championship, as far as I'm concerned, that's about as good as it gets
1: it's, from television viewing. It's wide open. And, I mean, for, from a viewing perspective, that's all you want, is the best players in the world. May I be so bold as to interject a pick that could that we, we really shouldn't sleep on, but we are, definitely. Okay. Sitting right there at that tight eighth position certain Englishman named Justin Rose.
0: You know, his name jumped out to me earlier,
1: too. Uh, he's getting a little up there in age, sure. Brian's not in-house right now to scold me and give me the eyes in person. But Justin Rose is a guy that I feel like he could really come out and do something. Because I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to... I say flashbacks, but I'm getting very similar vibes as to when he won at... Marion in 2013, the U.S. Open. This is a very similar feel to that. Justin Rose came from behind then as well. And he's only four shots off the lead. And so I think Justin Rose is one of those guys we're going to have to watch. He tees off uh, at 1.10 Central time. But he's going to be right up there, I think. And I, I do agree with Brian. Victor Hovland is going to be, I think, the guy to watch today. It's going to be a very telling round of golf for victor josh
0: i'd be i'd be happy to see justin rose in the mix uh, i think that'd be fun 42 going on 43 he's actually he and i share the same birthday july 30th how about that who would have uh, who would have seen that one coming it's your new
1: favorite golfer josh
0: that's right he, he a little bit older than me he's uh he's 10 years my my senior uh but uh just just the one major championship is that right to just speak the one, of 2013 yeah mm-hmm. and, and I mean, it feels like he's a better golfer than that. That, uh, you know, he's won 11 times on the PGA Tour, 11 times on the European Tour. Has a a nice collection of top fives elsewhere. He's actually got top fives everywhere in uh, major championships, but only won that one at Marion. Who knows? Maybe this is uh, lucky number two. Another name that uh, folks... You know, I don't know if they're sleeping on, but he's further back on the board. So maybe wouldn't be front of the mind because he's won over beginning this day, Dustin Johnson. I mean, what, what do you think? Does Dustin Johnson have a chance at this? As good a DJ, chance. As-
2: think about it. He wins last week in the live event with a triple bogey on number 10 and still finds a way to get in the playoff and then win in the playoff. And, You know, to beat Cam Smith, probably the best putter in the world in what essentially became a putt-off, you know, of two guys from 20 feet, that's telling me something. DJ has found his game, and we'll just see. But if he can go out and post a 67 today or 66, look out, because he'll have all the confidence in the world. I do like the fact that D Shambo and Kepka are paired together. That will be a comfortable pairing. I think all that – you know, hubbub last year. I think it was all staged. What do you think? You think that was a staged little rivalry they had going?
1: I think it didn't start out that way, but I think very quickly all eyes turned to it, and I think both of those guys are kind of in the prima donna uh, category a little bit. I think both of them like the attention. I definitely think later on it got blown a little out of proportion. I think they were just enjoying it.
0: And I wonder if the, the fact that they're both live golfers has softened it to uh to some degree maybe it hasn't maybe those two just genuinely dislike one another uh, what did you make there of uh the thoughts on dj i think it's
1: a, i think it's a good bet the problem is he's got to go out and do it today
0: and he did not play well yesterday dropped no. to
1: 74 yeah not not good at all he's got to go out and he's got to do it today obviously we saw him first round shoot a 67 but it is a very very tall order to be able to go out and do that today i don't i don't think I necessarily. Like his chances of going out there and shooting a 67, 66. If he does, he's my all of, he he will be my front runner for the tournament. He goes out and shoots that on a day like today. Yeah. I mean you're playing as good as anybody. You have got to be the favorite going into Sunday. The other sleeper I'm gonna point out here is sitting there at tied tenth, right below Rory McElroy's name, another Irishman, Shane Lowry. I'm gonna go ahead and say that he would be a very good dark horse pick for you, just because he's He's not falling behind on the putting right now.
0: This feels like the kind of tournament that he'd play well in. The oh, weather's absolutely. awful. <laughs> oh, I mean, It's like the perfect moving day that's, for him.
1: That's exactly what happened at Port Rush, though, when he won the Open. I know. He, I mean, he battled better than anybody in the worst condition tournament they had all year. Not in the condition of the golf course, but just weather-wise. I mean, it was horrible. That was outside of anybody's control, but he went out and he absolutely roasted that golf course.
0: You know, here's an interesting name. Mito Pereira's in this thing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a heck of a story if one year later, after coughing it away, he comes charging back in the final 36. He's six shots off the lead right now, which the way this thing's going, anybody inside the top 20's got a chance.
1: Yeah, that's nothing. I mean, Mito Pereira is as in this tournament as anybody at the moment.
0: Now, do I think he's going to go win it? No. No. But but he'd be a heck of
1: a story. Oh, it would be an awesome story. I would love to see that. Kurt Kitayama, Colin Morikawa, Tommy Fleetwood, all right there. All right there. So this is not a tournament where the victor is decided, not by any means. And I'll tell you what the stat lines, what what players have to do well. Brian kind of hinted at it. It's a a ball strikers golf course.
0: Save it. Let's take a break. Let's do it. Let's save it. Tease it right here. Uh, Tease it for us one more time. All right, we've got
1: stat lines that are maybe surprising but also not surprising that we're going to get into when we come back from the break here. Uh, what the players need to do well to stay in contention what here at they,
0: What they got to do to go win this thing, stay in contention. We'll take a timeout. Also, by the way, uh, Brett Druitt, Corn Fairy Tour golfer, he's way, way up there on the points list. Uh, had the chance to – we'll have a chance to talk to Brett coming up in just a moment right here. I'm the Gimme Zone on The Rep. Back with you. It's the Gimme Zone right here on The Rep. He is Jackson Robottom. Josh Elmer with you right here. So, statistical data. Statistics that uh, folks are going to have to measure up to to stay in contention, go win this thing. Jackson, you've got the numbers. I do have the numbers. I'm excited to bring them to you. And so I was doing a little research before the
1: show over the last couple of days uh, while the tournament was going. I've got some, some interesting numbers for you, Josh. Okay. Some very interesting numbers. So I'm looking at the stat lines. Uh, the first one I automatically go to is the winner when I'm looking at the stat lines. So if you ever want to do your own research on the game of golf, figure out what needs to happen, look at, a, I would usually say, with the top five players gives you a really gives you a really good statistical number. And so I looked at that, and I went through about the first 15, and I found some interesting things. And so strokes gained off the tee for Scotty Scheffler. Higher side of average, getting two strokes off the tee, ranked 17th. Uh, Around the green, so his uh, short game where he's getting with the wedges and usually about 125 yards and in, he's sitting about 12th. He's 18th in putting right now. All upper echelon, so that's all contributing. But the number that you have to pay attention to all the way through is the approach to the green, so the irons. And so anywhere from about 220 to about 150 is what you're trying to – and proximity to the hole is usually how that's measured. He is ranked fourth in approach to the green, And so that's an important number to know. If you go over to Corey Connors, who is tied with him. Excuse me while I pull this up. Yes, approach to the green. He's ranked seventh Hmm. when strokes gained off the tees, 34th around the green, 40th. So he's lower in that category, although he's compensating for it with putting. He's ranked fifth in strokes gained putting right now. That's a good recipe. It's a very good recipe. And then Victor Hovland, this will be an interesting one as well. Victor Hovland, his strokes gained approach to the green, which you guess it is ranked number one, and so the three guys sitting there tied for the top of the leaderboard are th- are three of the best iron players of the week. So if you want to get into contention here at Oak Hill, Josh, it's going to come with the irons. That's where it's going to matter yeah. is your proximity to the hole. How well are you dialed with those irons? And so when you're watching today. That's going to be the number that you're going to have to look at. Where, how, where are they going with their irons? How close are they getting to the hole with them? That is going to be a good determinant of who you should pick for this major.
0: What do Victor
1: Hoplin's putting numbers look like? His putting numbers right now, he's sitting 24th. He's getting tw- So he's getting about 2.1 strokes on the field in putting right now. And I mentioned going down Bryson Shambo. His stat line looks a little bit different. His strokes gained approach to the green, it is at 8th, but everything else is pretty abysmal except his driver. So, around the green, he's six, he's 62nd. Yeah. And his short game is not there. He's actually losing almost a full stroke to the field with his short game. His putting is 53rd. And so, that is lower side of average for where they are in the tournament right doesn't now. Doesn't feel like staying power. No, it doesn't. And so Strokes gain T to green. He's second, so from the tee box to the green, because what's keeping him in this game is going to be off the tee. Like I said, he's gaining five and a half strokes on the field with his driver. Oh, my goodness. Five and a half. He's making up so much ground there.
0: Yeah, just, just m- missing danger areas that others can't.
1: Yeah, but because of that, he's able to compensate as well with the approach to the green. Because when you're closer to the pin, it's easier to get it on the green. Sure. And so that's going to be up there for him as well because he's finding fairways with the driver, and he's got shorter clubs in that are going to come in high, land nice and soft. And so those numbers right there are catapulting him into his position. So that approach to the green is going to be vital. How well is your
0: irons going into this tournament? A lot of numbers right there. Yes. Easy digestible nugget. What stands out to you the most? Who do you have the most confidence in after seeing some of those numbers? As it stands right now, Victor Hovland. Really? Why Victor? Well, one, he's
1: first in strokes gained approach to the green. His iron play is the best consistently through two and a half days. That should tell you something. Right now, this guy, if his irons keep working for him, he's going to win the tournament. That's the bottom line. If you can if you can find the green – even if you're even if you're two putting every single green, right with your irons, that means that strokes gained approach to the green. So you're hitting an iron on every par three. If you two putt, that's a par. If you find a fairway and then you're finding the green on your next shot, you two putt, that's a par. If you're able to do that on a par five, you're making birdies. There's I believe it's a par seventy one. At Oak Hill, it's either a par 70 or 71, so that's that's two or three par fives. If you're able to birdie those, that's three under if you par everything else. At this golf course, that will keep you out in front because you're losing strokes on the par fours and the par threes if you mishit it with your irons. And so Victor Hovland is the person I have the most confidence in to win this tournament if the numbers stay the same
0: very interesting. Yes. And
1: so that should also tell you who my pick is for the tournament at the moment. Is going to be Victor Hovland.
0: I think Victor Hovland's going to win this tournament too. See? See? I don't I don't have you know now I do. I'm armed with statistical data now. It's just a gut feel about he's been close and he hasn't done it and I think this time he's going to do it.
1: Yes. And we were we were looking at there so I actually have Some of the data coming up on my screen right now for Victor Hovland, he has had three consecutive tournaments where he has held a lead or co-lead in a major. And so he's turning into that guy right now. In the the Open Championship 2022 St. Andrews, he was co-leading going into the final round, finished tied fourth, I believe.
0: Yeah, and that was a miserable final round.
1: It was not a good final round for him, to be fair. But... He did it again at the Masters 2023, led after round 1, finished tied 7th. Because he just he just backtracked. It was a it was a brutal couple of days. This
0: is three straight majors that mm-hmm. yeah, he's been right in the thick of it for. Yeah.
1: And now here we are. He's co-leading after t- he's co-leading after round 2 and we're yet to see where he's going to go. But I think this is his time. Whether or not he wins, I don't know, but he will definitely be in contention there on Sunday. I highly predict A runner-up finish is definitely in the cards, and very much a win could happen for Victor Hovland this week.
0: So who would you say are, if I just give you the guys that are under par right now, who would you say are the biggest favorites? Obviously Victor Hovland. We both agree on that. But then power ranking them down, you'd say Scheffler next probably, right, because he's tied atop the board. Statistics look good. Yes. And then beyond that, how, how would you say, how would you rank the, the next likeliest to win? So if I'm going,
1: so here, here's what I'll do. You, do you want me to just give you a current top five that I would pick from the players that are under par? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I would say right now, Victor Hovland is one, Scotty Scheffler is two. I would go probably Brooks Kepka finishes three. Okay. Corey Connors would finish four. Justin Rose would finish five as it stands right now. So, Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, Brooks Kepka, Corey Connors, Justin Rose. Those are going to be my five that are under par right now that I think have the best chance of staying there and getting the top five finishes. Do you know who, uh, do you know what the, the last seven major winners have in common? They, I, I do know this. So all seven major winners have been under the age of thirty. Correct. It, yes. And Correct. So it, it's it's that's y- why I,
0: that's why I wanted to hear you power rank who you thought was most likely because mm. Hovland and Scheffler both fit that billing. Yes, and they're they do. both tied atop the board. Are we going to see this? This, by the way, the longest stretch ever in golf's major championship history that the major champions have all been under the age of thirty. Seven majors in a row. And right now, based on these power rankings and what the leaderboard looks like, it looks like we're due for an eighth in a row.
1: It, it very well could be. I mean, the young guys on this tour are so good. I mean, it is unreal how good these guys are at such a young age. I mean, that would be like us going out and competing, in the, and competing for gold medals at the Olympics or going out and winning World Cups at 25. Well, it would be know?
0: like you going out and doing that <laughs> That's fair. Uh, to be fair, I don't know how old
1: you are. Actually, I don't know how old you are. Uh, Brooks Koepka and I. Okay, I see. Same ballpark. Okay, so early thirties. That's
0: right. Okay. Still feeling good, but uh, we're I, we're, we're, I, we're rounding the corner. I here. won't
1: pry too much into. I won't pry too much into that. You're still a young buck at heart. That's
0: right. Yeah. that's right. Young in
1: spirit. I but, love it.
0: But it'd be like that if you, if you were
1: <laughs> winning these events. That's true. I mean, I'm I'm twenty. 20- It'd be like, I mean, Scotty Scheffler, uh, he looks 35, but he's 26. Years I know, old. yeah. He is only three years older than I am, Josh. I know that. That is how insane is that? It's a little bit freaky. A uh, little bit freaky. It's like watching your peers grow up and become the president of the United States, <laughs> right? How scary would that be? Especially going like you went to high school with these people, you know the kind of crazy stuff they did when they were younger, right? But you watch them become the president of the United States. It's like watching my peers go out there and know like, the kind of stuff we did as dumb teenagers. It's like, I know he probably did This guy's stuff.
0: not qualified to be president.
1: Exactly. Like, this guy's out there, and he's winning majors. He's a Masters champion, five-time winner on the tour. This is just incredible. This is insane.
0: Well, it's uh, it's a fun leaderboard that we've got, and uh, we'll see how, how it progresses. Uh, speaking of fun leaderboards and staying toward the top of the points list, Brett Drewitt, the member of the Corn Fairy Tour. He's played 46 times on the PGA Tour, has made a bunch of cuts there. He's on the Corn Fairy Tour right now and is fourth on the points list. He joins us next right here on the Gimme Zone. Welcome back to the Gimme Zone right here, Josh Elmer, and we welcome in special guest Brett Druitt to the show. Brett, first off, thank you so much for being gracious with your time. How are you? And I know the season's going well. You're right up there toward the top of the Corn Fairy Tour points list. Actually – fourth on the points list right now but how are you how has uh, the season gone
3: yeah i'm doing good um you know, it's uh, it's been a good season so far i still have um uh, some really good you know, really good weeks and then uh, yeah i had, had some tough ones there as well but uh yeah hopefully hopefully we can keep building on it and uh, and keep moving up well you've got an interesting professional
0: career where you've got a couple of of wins worldwide the united investment real estate wuhan open back on the PGA Tour China in 2014, the Lincoln Land Championship on the Corn Ferry Tour in 2020. And it looks like this season you've been able to play some of your better golf with uh, five top fives this season on the Corn Ferry Tour. So just take us through what what has your career been like, Brett, and what's working this season?
3: Yeah, obviously my, my career is, uh, you know, I've had some high points and some low points. Uh, you know, I've done a couple of years on the PGA Tour uh, with, with – not much success unfortunately but you're know, looking to try and get back there and build from from what i've learned from those previous seasons um but yeah like you know this this year i've just kind of just been a little bit more patient um yeah not not getting overly aggressive at times where, I, where i've got myself stuck doing that um, I've obviously been swinging the club a little better too so and putting, I've been putting way better this year. Um, last couple of weeks, has been a little bit rough, but you know, we're going to try and get back into that, that form with the putter um, you know, moving, moving forward in the next few weeks too.
0: I think you spoke a little bit to it right there, Brett Druitt, the uh, Australian professional golfer on the Corn Ferry Tour in the house with us right here on the Gibby Zone. I think you, you spoke maybe to a little bit of it, but the, the top tens that you've had, the top fives this
3: season, what has been the couple of common threads for you? I've I've putted really well. Um, I've given myself chances, and then you know, and and I also did a really good job of taking taking advantage of those chances um, out there. And and like I said, I, I was just patient. I because I was putting well, I didn't have, I didn't have any any extra pressure on my iron play, needing to hit it super close. Or you know, it may it may it made getting up and down a little easier too, because I didn't have to hit the perfect chip. But I knew I could hold a five six footer. Um, and that kind of stuff, but yeah, that's that's. I've started to drive the ball a little bit better here in the last uh, last four or five weeks. Uh, now I just need to I just need to get my irons a little better, and then, and then just get that putter rolling again.
0: Well, you're having largely a great season, Brett, and uh, you've got a ton of experience on the Corn Ferry Tour. I know the the ultimate goal is to get back to the PGA tour where you played 46 events and it's no small feat. I know you said that, you know, didn't play as well as you would have liked on the PGA tour, but making 18 cuts is no small feat on the PGA tour. So taking that PGA tour experience and coming back to the corn Ferry tour, how has that helped you? And how do you think it's going to help you ultimately get back to the PGA tour?
3: Uh, definitely. You know, the, the experience of being out there and, and, you know, playing, playing with the guys, um, you know, I've, I've had have had a chance to play some practice rounds with John Rahm and and Justin Thomas and those kind of guys, which is you know just just seeing their games and asking them questions and and picking their brains on um, certain things. You know, it all that, that that helps you when you come back to the tournament tour, and and also knowing that you you've been good enough to get there. Um, that that also it gives you confidence when you come back to the tournament. It just some of these guys that are out here are rookies and, and that kind of stuff and they don't know they don't know the feeling of, of, of trying to get your pj to a card uh it's just fresh to them and whereas you know i've been there and done it before uh so i, I kind of know what what to expect uh and also to be honest i've got experience on some of the golf courses out here uh unlike some of the rookies as well uh you know, i've played i've played some of these courses you know, five or six times now. So, you know, like, we have some some tournaments coming up that that we haven't played at all, just like uh, there in Oklahoma. Um, There's going to be some guys that have played it that live around there, but, you know, I'm I'm, I'm fresh to Oklahoma. I've, I've never been. I've driven through the state, but I've never played golf in Oklahoma. So I'm looking forward to that, too.
0: That's a natural segue for us. What do you what do you know about, about the state of Oklahoma and what type of challenge do you imagine the? I, I know we're projecting forward and you've got other things beforehand, but what do you know about Oklahoma and what do you expect from the Compliance Solutions Championship at Jimmy Austin uh, in Norman?
3: Well, I know it could be windy,
2: um,
3: but other than that, I, I you know, I know uh, Ricky Fowler went to OSU. I know Abe Anser went to the Sooners. Um, but, you know, golf in Oklahoma, that's about it. <laughs> um, I watched the PGA last year on TV, so, um, you know, I know I know what some of the golf courses look like there, but that's, you know, that, that's pretty much about it for, for Oklahoma for me.
0: Have you had many interactions
3: with uh, with an
0: Abe answer with a Ricky Fowler?
3: Um, yeah, I've, I've played a little bit of golf with Ricky uh, out on tour. We played some practice rounds and stuff like that. Um, I... I, I was out here on the Corn Ferry tour when when Abe was out here as well. Uh, so, you know, I know I know them, them well enough. And uh, but yeah, it's um, you know I've, I've asked I've asked Ricky some questions about his career and stuff. Uh, and yeah, definitely helped me a little bit moving forward with some of the struggles that he's been going through too.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome to have a, a voice that can can offer a little bit of guidance. Recently, we had Rin Gibson on the show after his his win. Do you have much
3: of a relationship with with Rin Gibson, both being uh, Australians? Uh, yeah, yeah, we we, we hang out um, out here. We haven't we haven't played too many practice rounds together, but we enjoy playing. When we get paired together, we enjoy playing together. And uh, yeah, we, we joke around a little bit here and there. Uh, yeah, we we actually grew up. He's obviously a little older than me, but we grew up only about two hours away from each other back in uh, back in Australia. So we have, and we played some amateur golf against each other. So we, we do have. Yeah, you know, we have some some ties to that as well, which is, and it's always good to
2: to have an Aussie to,
3: to talk to on the putting green or in the practice round, which is which is always nice to
0: You mentioned first time the Compliance Solutions Championship's coming to Oklahoma. W- what is the attack plan for a course that you've you've not really seen, and you're not from the state of Oklahoma? Just not even just for the Compliance Solutions Championship. Generally speaking, would you have it seen a course? How do you go about getting geared up to play an event at set course? Uh,
3: look, it, I, I might do a little bit of looking up online just to see some of the holes if there's any pictures of them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll see. There's there's going to be an agronomy report that we get, so I can see somewhat what kind of grass we're going to be playing on. Um, you know, what what speed they're trying to get the greens to, and, and, and such. Uh, and other than that, it, 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 it'll just be a yeah, I'll be I'll be driving down from Wichita, and I'll probably get in Sunday night, and yeah, I'll be I'll be straight out there the next day, uh, you know, playing nine holes or eighteen there on the Monday, just to try and see the course and just get myself uh, get some lines, get just see, just see what the course looks like to me, and then and then and then start working on on how the greens react and, and, and speed and, and stuff like that.
0: Brett, you spoke a little bit to this earlier. it's
3: Obviously not going to be the case uh, you know, at Jimmy
0: Austin in, in Oklahoma, but it, it is other locations across the Corn Fairy Tour, like you said. What type of advantage is it for you as a golfer when you, you know, come into a tournament and you say, okay, I, I've been around this track before, I'm familiar with this golf course?
3: Uh, well, you yeah. know, obviously there's a confidence thing, right? So, you know, if, you've, if you've played an event there like six or seven times, you, you nearly feel like it could be a home course. You, you've played a lot, you might have some – uh, some good vibes from that. You might, you know, some some courses just like, for for some reason, for me in Texas, uh, that that Rangers club. It, it, I like the look of it. it. It kind of suits my eye, and I I, I play well there. Um, I, I seem to read the greens well. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's another thing. If you play it a few times, you pick up on, on some quirky little reads that there might be in certain pin positions that, you can use to your advantage uh, moving forward. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's more just a comfortable factor. Also, when when you know a course so well and you know the layout, there's there's less stuff that you have to do in the practice rounds in terms of picking lines off the tee. Uh, you, you normally you normally have a game plan going into it um, anyway. And also, you, you you've, you've probably experienced most wind directions as well. So it it, it just makes it, you just know how the golf course is going to play in certain ways. Um, before you get there, which is kind of nice.
0: What does the schedule look like for you these these next couple of weeks? I know we're previewing the uh, Compliance Solutions Championship, but what does your your next couple of weeks, couple of
3: months look like? Uh, well, I'm obviously playing. I'm playing playing all of them as of now. Uh, you know, it, it depends how I'm doing or whether I may take a break or not. I'm doing my U.S. Open sectional qualifier here on Monday down in Dallas, so. It all it all depends. I, I might I might be flying into Oklahoma from LA. Um, yeah, uh, I, I may like I may not be coming to Oklahoma, but we'll see. That's it's definitely in the plans. But as of right now, I'm taking it one week at a time.
0: Well, that makes perfect sense. What is a U.S. Open qualifying round like to to take
3: part of in between the lines? Yeah, it's a, it's a 36-hole shootout for. You know I, I'm not sure how many spots we're going to have, but. It's it's going to be 36 holes in one day or two different golf courses. Um, you know, it's you, you just got to play some some really solid kind of mistake-free golf in a way. You, can't, you just can't be making too many mistakes out there and just and just try and give yourself a chance. I, I've done it once before, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to go out there and do it again
0: big thank you to brett drew we're due uh brett thanks so much for joining us we're do one final timeout. come back and put a bow tie on this thing share some picks well you probably have an idea on the picks but uh, we'll share them with you next right here it's the gimme zone on the rep back with you to close up shop here it's the gimme zone on the rep josh elmer alongside jackson row appreciate brian vineyard for as always co-hosting with us earlier he had to step aside but uh we've had a fun show, welcomed in the Norman Tigers, just spoke with Brett Druitt of the Corn Fairy Tour, and now as we approach the finish line, it's time to predict the finish line. I'm sticking put, I just, you know, you've got the statistical data, Jackson, I'm just rolling with the gut feel, I think, I think it's Victor's time.
1: I mean, you're right, I mean, here's the thing, the stat line means nothing for the future, the stat line just gives us the baseline for where they're at now. And so, yeah, if you continue with the stat line, that's one thing. Feel is something completely different, and I will not discount it. Victor Hovland, I agree with you. I think it's his time to shine uh, through the m- through the crummy weather that is in Rochester, New York, as it stands. But I definitely think Victor Hovland, if I had to dark horse it, I'm definitely going to take Justin Rose, though. I, I think it's going to be an exciting finish to – an amazing champ PGA championship week. And I can't wait to see how it finishes up, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely still think uh, somebody like a Brooks Kepka, three shots back is absolutely very much in the mix. Uh, McElroy, We'll see. I want to believe that Roy McIlroy is in the mix, but uh, he's going to have to prove it to me at a major championship before uh, I'm buying in right there. But I think when it's all said and done, hoffland uh, the leader right now tied with, both Scheffler and Corey Connors. I think he's going to find a way to do it. I think the, the Oklahoma State product is winning his first major championship. He strikes me as a major championship golfer, and I think today he proves, uh, well, today and tomorrow, he proves that he's a major championship golfer. That's it for us. Uh, Jackson, have a great rest of your weekend, my friend. Thank you very much, Josh. You do the same. And until next time. We'll be able to uh, recap a major champion. We'll, we'll be halfway home in major championship season when we reconvene next week. For Jackson, for Brian, for the Norman Tigers, for Brett Druitt, I'm Josh Elmer. saying until next time, so long, everybody.